Hello, humans, and welcome to Exposing Isolation. My name is Rebecca Elizabeth Weber, and today is August 22nd, 2020. So I just wanted to hop on here and talk to Thomas, my husband, if you haven't heard of him before. Ta-da! Ta-da! There he is. Um, Because we're talking about like a really important part of our life that is connected to some stories that I want to start telling. So I thought that I would just kind of improvise a little bit of an interview and kind of tell a story to document. Great. So we were talking about kind of why we got married and what happened right after we got married in terms of your health. And what I thought was really important to discuss was there was kind of a cascading effect of things that happened that made us decide that it was worth it to get married as quickly as possible so that we would be medically responsible for one another, that we didn't feel like we wanted our families to have a say and an influence in what was going to happen to us. We're both chronically ill, and at the time, we're trying to figure out what we were going to do next with our health. Well, I mean... I feel like your history played a big, I mean, ultimately mine did too, because like my parents no longer have control over my, you know, health and medical. And that's pretty cool, you know, to get to consent with whom you're going to have like shared control over that with, you know, Mm. when, I mean, I, I think ultimately like that's a pretty important component of this and like something that we were really considering with you as well, you know, because of your health at the time. And the way your family viewed your health risks yeah. as like a mental disorder rather than a physical one, which in a way it was, but the way it was going to be dealt with was like completely the wrong solution. Right. And um, so, yeah, not that we've necessarily figured out all the answers. And even though in the last five years with me getting way sicker and in the process, then you lost your health insurance. Um, a little bit of context, and I know this episode is just super convoluted, but I hope that if anybody's even listening to this, and when I listen to it again in the future, what I hope is going to happen is we're going to be able to pull some of these things out, unpack them better, and really eventually be able to explain to our audience who we are. What are we even doing here? That's like my core thing. Sure. And these stories are like, why sapient living? What like what are we oh, doing? Yeah. Where did the diet come from? I mean, Why are we teaching? Why are you a mental health expert now? Like, sure. and without saying we are chronically ill, Thomas was diagnosed with junior idiopathic rheumatoid arthritis. Yeah, when you were twelve, your symptoms started when you were about ten. Mm. Um, I have anxiety, CPTSD, depression. Um, we, I, we just have things, and we'll unpack all of that later. But the the crooks i guess of maybe that's not the right word but the center of this Mm -hmm. for me is your medications were so scary oh yes the way the doctors treated and my like pattern of zoning out at doctor's visits it was so intense and like maybe the one of the whiteboard conversations here for even future talking Uh is like medical autonomy or something like i don't even know because you weren't advocating for yourself you were just kind of free floating through a system I that kept sending you mean, reminders that you needed to go to the doctor and then you'd get there, much. I guess, nod. They'd refill your prescriptions and you'd keep taking them. Correct. 
Is that? That was the game. And so when I got to you, you were on Methotrexate. Okay, Methotrexate, yeah. A huge dose of Methotrexate. Which is a, which as a drug, if you don't know what it does, it just, it is bad on your liver. That's the side effect, basically, that you got to deal with. Mm -hmm. And the benefit that it gives you is that it, like, messes with. It ups it, your energy levels. No, the methotrexate no. was to prevent arthritis from happening. I think it was an oh, autoimmunosuppressant or something like okay, that. Okay, so that, that was a immune suppressant. And then the Humira was alternative to the sulfasalicine, which was another drug that I was taking, but it was a daily thing, and this one was an injection. For some reason, it interacted with the arthritis as well. So, and then, so you did but, that for like 10 years one, or the something. Alt, but, but the side effect of the Humira was yeah. much more, much more sinister, I guess, with, which was that like, if I tried to have children, oh, yeah. they would definitely have deformities. Okay. So and there was no, yeah, that was the thing about you being on drug. Humira. It was Humira, right? Not the methotrexate. Humira specifically. Humira specifically that I was bullied one. by your doctors to i mean it could have been methotrexate as well whichever ones you were on well at least i those was ones. bullied by your doctors to be on birth control to be on a reliable form of birth control because there was no way to have healthy children on the medications that you were on mm-hmm. and it would be like cruel for us to get pregnant and we would miscarry or whatever and so i knew that and then i asked well but what if we want to have kids? And she said that you just have to go off for six months. Um, I didn't understand how six months before you were going to have deformed, mm. unhumane children. Well, and then six months later, we were supposed to be totally safe. So that was one thing. Right. You don't have to well. Okay. And the other thing was that... Um, we were never given any options of what to do for those six months. And most people don't get pregnant like the day that they try. So what were we supposed to do for your crippling, dangerous arthritis that if you didn't take these drugs, you would not be able to walk and you would become deformed. And they showed us these pictures of like, that's what I was going to well about. Oh, okay. Yeah. Say, and. Okay. Tell us about it. No, you're doing great. I know, but I wasn't there. Like, tell me about these offices that just were like deformed arthritic pictures that they showed you when you were little. <laughs> well, I think it all kind of comes down to the tone that's being used, you okay. know? Like you were saying that you were bullied. Like, you know, was she telling you sternly or was was she bullying you? It's like kind of hard to say, but like the consequences of like what they were telling me, I think when I was younger and like... Uh, I just, I mean, ultimately, and for me, like it did feel like a more of like my parent kind of a thing than it was like a them, the system necessarily. I mean, I did meet doctor. I met so many doctors. Uh, it's just all blurred together. I think you just disassociated really hardcore. That was an interesting answer. Sure. <laughs> very, very politically correct thank mm-hmm. you no doctors will ever get mad at you i promise i mean if that doesn't just show what you were taught like you can't even talk about it you won't ever tell me anything bad about the decade and a half you spent 
going into the doctor all the time and getting tests on you and then experimenting drugs on well, you and like I mean, you getting I, side effects that all these students came and looked at you naked like true like valid stories yeah come on all those stories <laughs> you want like a story time with thomas of like no i'm just i'm just trying to document this like reality that we never talk about and it's totally sure. fine and i'm not trying to pressure you to talk about anything that makes I you mean, uncomfortable i guess i can talk about but it. just trying to put a sticky note that There's like so many stories you, i mean we can tell them later it's okay sure. I love you. it's You're like safe. It's my life story of <laughs> i know of but just to acknowledge that in the work that we're doing with sapient living and like the story up to why you're somebody who teaches emotional alignment now oh yeah going from somebody who when i met you mm. seven and a half years ago mm -hmm. completely disassociated uh, completely all yeah. the time all the time what was the one that kept was for your adhd without the h or whatever your oh, diagnosis was what was yeah. that one methotrexate right is that right yeah okay so what were that, the th what oh were man, the three i was so i mean yeah those are the three what are they methotrexate that helped me stay up the cost of it was that like it messed with your personality and your um diet oh yeah that's right what it made it so you never were hungry what were the three just say all three methotrex okay so concerta What's that one? Oh, well, Concert is the same. Some of these have two names, which is weird. Just tell me the three drugs that you were on. Got Humira. Mm-hmm. Methotrexate. Mm-hmm. And you got... See where you're a little bit confused? Methotrexate can't be your arthritis med and your ADHD it's not. med. It's not. Okay. Pending, pending, pending. We'll figure it out later. You were on two arthritis medications. See, this is why we're even recording this now. We don't even know what was going on. Well, you were I, on I two do... arthritis medications and one for ADHD and right. one for ADHD. It was a meth. It was, was a methamphetamine. It was a methamphetamine, and that's, and that's what I was the answer I was getting. Okay, telepathically at least, <laughs> not, not out loud. But what's important is that when I met you, you were on all these things. And now you're not on any of these things anymore. Mm -hmm. That's my 10 minutes of trying to get to this point where okay. like we have the opportunity here to tell this story of like, why did we get married? Like hurried. What happened when I got sick? Why is there a diet now? How are you off these meds? Why am I not so chemically sensitive anymore? We want to answer all those questions, okay. but to start, we got to talk about how I'm chemically sensitive in the first place mm -hmm. and how you had arthritis and what happened. And then there's a story. So I did a obnoxious job trying to document it in this podcast, but I think that some of the gems are in there. And when we listen back to this, we can, I'm mostly just trying to out myself right now. Wow. And like, that's, that's brave. Because I, I tend to have such a hard time telling my whole story just as it was without mm -hmm. trying to tell it in some way that like teaches something or gets to a point. Like, I don't really know what the point is of like my abuse, your abuse, our CPTSD. Uh, like, I know some people keep saying they'll be like, don't call it mine. 
but like i don't know it's been, the thing that I, happened to i me. have read in the books on the internet yeah. about how people use narrative to define who they are yeah and they construct like sequences of identities from the actions they've done and who they believe what they believe about it to define like who who, who they are and what what they like about things in the world sure but it could just be based off a lot of different kinds of sensitivities or opinions I think I just need to work through my story, our stories, and tell oh, them oh, yeah, and lay yeah. them out flat and look when, at them before I can release them is well, essentially what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, people love to see a well-outlined idea of, like, what is the persona that you're displaying for the people to see. And I, I just really don't want to have a persona. Mm-hmm. And I just want to lay it out. And for, just to start, because I feel like I've been doing a lot to try and build something on top of an experience and a story that in bits and pieces I've totally explained. I mean, this is at least episode 70 of this podcast. But in general, you haven't wanted to talk about it. And it's still hard. It's still hard. And there's still programs. There are still many programs, yeah. But the only way forward that I can see in us, like, ever explaining to any amount of audience, like, what's going on is for them to know who we are. And I don't think we'll talk about it forever because we do have a lot to teach. But I just don't feel ready to teach until there's some documentation in some sort of clean, well-organized way that's like, this is why. So if anybody ever wants to know they're wondering what the heck are the Webbers <laughs> doing? Like who are these people? Sure. It'll say it somewhere. Okay. We'll 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 make a, a project. Okay. Like our hero's journey, like what we did. <laughs> Perfect. I think that we know some people who might even be able to help with that too. I bet. You do that with me? Yep. Okay. Well maybe we'll wrap it up there. What do you think? Anything else to say? About the point of the the whole um reason to cast i Mm. think like the lesson here to take away from this is that like um that that we thought was was insightful Mm. was um what rebecca (laughs) i don't want to get it wrong well i'll probably get it wrong first then where we went through a lot of experiences with our health and medically and in relation to a lot of people and a lot of medicines and a lot of effort and i'm not sure that we made the right decisions but we made a lot of decisions sure and we are where we are now and we're certainly healthier than we were yeah. when we met definitely so hopefully we can start drawing some throughways um over that and get to a point where we can I don't know, turn it into something worth deriving meaning from. But for now, it's a bunch of experiences that kind of shaped a bunch of ideas like the diet. But we haven't really figured out all the meaning behind everything else. Yeah, I mean, like, maybe, maybe the point I get out of this is that, like, the reality you experienced in your past you have access to to like re-examine and frame with new experiences you're going to have in your life and sometimes when you can take all of your life into a one singular context and like apply that to the decisions you make about who you want to be in the future 
you can really start to like generate some wild abstraction from the small world you thought you came from, you know, like where I'm at now, feel way more expanded than mm. where I was before seven years ago. You know, I think that like there, the horizons I, I was hoping to get for, I had un unrealistic expectations, mm. but I, I had also very oppressive beliefs that were limiting of myself at the same time. And I think that like, maybe that's true for a lot of people that like, um, we just oppress ourselves for society because society wants us to stay kind of weak and dumb because then we're like, you know, safe. Um, but at the same time, like we want to do great things. We want to see great things done. And to do that, we have to become smart and that's dangerous okay well, well let's be dangerous okay okay to being dangerous to being dangerous thank you everyone who listened i know that was really chaotic but that's how projects start till next time bye bye